Turn my fucking beat up, fucking beat up, fucking beat up, turn my fucking beat up, fucking beat up, fucking beat up, turn my fucking beat up, fucking beat up, fucking beat up, turn my fucking beat up, fucking beat up, fucking beat up, fucking beat up, turn my fucking beat up, fucking beat up, fucking beat up, turn my fucking beat up, fucking beat up, fucking beat up, turn my fucking beat up, fucking beat up, fucking beat up, turn my fucking beat up, fucking beat up, fucking beat up, turn my fucking beat up, fucking beat up, fucking beat up, turn my fucking beat up, fucking beat up, fucking beat up, turn my fucking beat up, fucking beat up, fucking beat up, turn my fucking beat up, fucking Everybody, welcome back to a new episode of Cinemax Advance with Sean and Tommy. Tommy's right here. How's everybody doing? This is Sean. What is up? And without further ado, we bring back our illustrious guest, Mr. Ryan Winters, right now. Ryan Winters, say hello to the people, man. They getting used to you. Tommy, Sean, you guys freaking rock. <laughs> Thank you for having me on. Yes, man. No now, problem. If mm. we did not have an episode with you back on after this movie, it would have been an injustice to everybody yeah. that's been listening because obviously you have a very strong opinion about movies in general, but particularly in this one, I, yeah, me and you probably going to bunt heads, but you know what? I am open to having my mind changed a little bit because you did have a lot of valid points after we spoke after the movie, and I thought it was a little bit harsh, but I was like, you know what, man? Just let me watch it a few more times, see if I can catch some little things about this movie that makes it just a little bit special, and I think I did catch a few things. Nothing, like, great, but I did have, like, a few, uh, few extra talking points because... I like to do my research, and you come in here with you know, paper and everything, look like a ransom note. <laughs> so I want to make sure that I'm on point. Yes. I don't want to disappoint my fans Authentic. that be thinking, like, hey, Tommy's slacking, man. Ryan kicked his ass in that debate. So I ain't going to. No, they ain't, no. They ain't this never is a friendly discussion here. And I appreciate you having a, a second group think uh, just, or reaction to Shang-Chi, no, the latest Marvel movie, because I, did, I was very emotional leaving that theater. <laughs> for for va- for a number of different reasons, you had some valid points. You had some very valid points, and I was trying to just circle back around to that because I was like, ah, it, it, "Damn it, I hate when Ryan is right sometimes, man, because he pissed me off." <laughs> it's it's like, right, but I think we di- we're digging a little too deep into this, though. I, that could yeah, be true. Yeah, that could be true because yeah, sometimes uh, exactly, yeah. and, and each viewer comes into each movie yeah. uh, different. So uh, when we talk about that, we're going to bring up a w- word of mind called context. So yes. we're going. I. I when we get to Shang-Chi, context is the main word that I will talk about during that criticism. But I think <clears throat> we'll, that discussion we had outside that movie theater opening night will be a lot different than what we're having tonight. Got a few days to stew about it. And I even thought about the discussion that me, you, and Sean had mm-hmm. after the theater. After that theater going experience, but I was so glad that you guys invited me out because that was a movie I was extremely excited to see, mm-hmm. and I have no regrets of seeing that in the theater because Marvel <coughs> is my favorite production company working in the movie industry right now. So I will be a little bit more critical after that first viewing than I will be of other studios. So with that in mind, thanks again for having me. Yeah, man, on here, yeah. and yeah. and I'm excited to be back on the standard <laughs> format because right. there's a movie I've been wanting to talk about um, uh, for a, for a few weeks now, and with the standard format, I get to talk about the movie. So thank you guys for having yep. me. Yep. You guys are doing great work. We'll talk later about the Dallas Cowboys. No, 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 no. All three different teams no, here. No, so. no, no, we're going <laughs> to talk about good things tonight, man. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. I'm a, I'm a Cowboys stand, <laughs> but damn it, man, Cowboys. I'm, I'm yeah, sorry. You got those yeah. rings, though. I don't got no rings to my team. Yeah. No. Yeah, I got OJ no, no. Simpson. Uh, yeah. 
and and four Super Bowl losses. That's why I got. That's why I got the. That's what, it's that's been a team. long time coming for all three teams. Too, so. <laughs> yeah, so. It's gonna be a long season. That's what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. All right, man. So let's kick this off with our. Uh, Y'all want to do standing ovation, or should we just cut back to get some more Shang Chi talk in? Oh, uh-huh. whatever you want to do in the standing ovation. We, we, uh, you standing stand ovation. ovation. Yeah, I you did. got one. Oh yeah, we can we can right. knock that out, man. No, let's do well, standing ovation. Yeah, let's, let's knock it out because I have one just in case. Just want to make sure that we get all of our talking points in because, <coughs> right, because we are a group that can we can ramble run, a lot. I can talk the, for four hours yeah, yeah. nonstop, and I probably won't take a breath. And I got asthma, so that's <laughs> a question. All right, so let's do standing ovation this week. I'm gonna kick it off for y'all. This one because I like to like to remind everybody that you know black cinema is like my favorite focal point when i'm talking about movies because i like my black hood classics for the most part so i want to shout out this week because i have watched his career start early on like um i remember him early on like y'all boys in the hood um uh, under Siege uh, with uh, Steven Seagal, the second oh, one, I know Dark Territory. Oh, underrated oh, movie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Under, I love Under Siege, some too. Funny screams, some funny screams some in that. Great, oh, <laughs> hilarious scream. All right, man. Throwing off the train. I, <laughs> <laughs> of course, he was in one of my favorite movies of all time, The Best Man. Yes. that Which is a great, great depiction. Of underrated. How, very underrated movie. I love movie. The Thank Best you. Man. Great so, cast. So, I'm giving mine to Morris Chestnut this yeah, week, man, because this dude has I'm not a bus boy <laughs> not a bus boy and, and it's just damn his his career has been so impressive man even though he's well he got to be at least 40 plus right now man because he started out relatively young very but, young. yeah, yeah. That, but, that boys in the hood cast start off very young i watch even that movie the every time every time i watch that movie i think it maybe he'll dodge one they do the same shit every time sad very sad death scene. Ricky. I don't know. Then somebody made a fucking meme of him like this past week because they're doing the crate challenge. Oh, yeah. And they had like Cuba Gooding yelling Ricky. And then you find him dead on the ground like on a, <laughs> uh, under a bunch of crates yeah, that fell on man. him. And man, the internet is ruthless, man. Y'all are impressive and assholes at the same time. <laughs> yeah, but I, I don't have to get too far into it. Morris Chestnut is one of our black legends right now, man. Great, illustrious career. He's still going to this day. Uh, Best Man is probably my favorite one of his. Another one, um, low key, the brothers. Y'all remember watching that with DL Hughes? They had Mark Wahlberg. No, 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 the brother. No, no, not that one. There was one literally called the brothers. It had DL Hughley, had Bill Bellamy, it had uh, him, and it had a uh, Shamar Moore. And it was I've like an all one. black. Yeah. It's it's one of the best movies I've seen. Oh Lord, probably like last twenty years. I want to think Man. about Hood Classic. That one is really, really fucking good. I'm surprised that most people haven't seen it that much because it is up there as far as like a black classic, man. But the uh, brothers. When you said that, I, I bet if movie, you look at the movie poster, it might ring a bell if you see it because just saying the brothers, the first thing that most people think about is the Mark Wahlberg. That's what I thought. Yeah, Andre mm-hmm. 3000. Yeah. And, uh, I was I, Tyrese. Yeah. I thought of the Wood actually. That was actually called Four Brothers. Okay, Four Brothers. This right. one is with Andre called, 3000. Uh. With four brothers, yeah, that's one when they're all adopted. Yeah, and they yeah. have you know, like a foster family. Yeah, Detroit, that was that one. Detroit. Which is with Mark Wal- Mark Wahlberg was in there. Well, Mark Mark Wahlberg was in there, wasn't he? The four brothers. Is this Detroit movie? Yep. Detroit basement. Yep. Andre yep. Thousand was one of the brothers in that. Yeah, man, that was a low key good Outcast? movie. Yeah, that was a low key good movie. What should tell Okafor is the drug dealer. Bar? Yes, yes, that was it. And that's what put him in the elite. When I saw he was just a, a theater. English actor, mm-hmm. and I saw Chattel Okafor played a hood Detroit drug dealer. <clears throat> Another English actor, <laughs> yeah. man. Chattel Okafor. And, 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 and before it slips in my mind, 
you guys brought up Serenity on one of the previous episodes. That be me. Chattel Okafor was a bad guy. Yes, that, he was. He was like he, the bounty hunter, I he guess. He was the bounty hunter. He was telling people about falling on a sword for honor. Firefly and Serenity, you got to put that on your watch list. Tommy. I told him, man. That I'm, is I'm a great fucking shot, show. Great yeah, fucking movie. Firefly, Seren- Serenity. Oh, Serenity's an <laughs> underrated sci-fi classic. Very good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Both right. the show and the movie. All right, so Morris Chestnut, man, just salute to you. Thank you, King. We appreciate you, man. I'm going to keep supporting you as long as you live, man. Sean, what you got for us? Oh, man, I got a good one for us tonight. I got I know, I know my man Ryan likes this this fella here, Jet Li. <laughs> Jet Li. Yes. I love that man. Jet Li. Oh, I love that man. Chinese born. Um, you know, I, I didn't see much of Jet Li until Lethal Weapon. Three or four? Was it four? Four. Four. That was I didn't like his know, American day. I didn't know I of him. Mm-hmm. My cousin, my older cousin, was like, man, he was all into kung fu. And he was like, you got to watch this just for this new dude. This Jet Li's not new. This is just like his first American movie. And He's I was new to like, us. Yeah. yeah, I was like, wow. I was like blown away by Jet Li. You know what I mean? So I went back and started watching some of the older movies. I remember you put me on to Fist of Legend. Oh, um, that, that movie's awesome. movie! That's one of the best. Have you ever seen Fist of Legend? Martial uh, arts. Classic. Oh my gosh! Like I was just blown away by Jet Li, and he kind of got popular after all that. But Romeo Must Die. Uh, those are kind of like some of some of the stuff that came like mainstream. But he had uh, the Expendables, Cradle to the Grave, um, Once Upon a Time in China, Fearless, the one we talked about before, Tommy. Mm-hmm. Um, Hero was like a yeah, big yeah, Hero's a good one. Hero's um, a good one. He had a couple other ones that Fearless I Fearless was probably my favorite one. Fearless was pretty dope. Good um, movie. Good movie. He was in a couple other things. What that, was the one where he had like um he had that dog collar on him? And I he think was, that was um What the hell was Fearless? that? Oh, was it Fearless? It had Morgan Freeman in it. Yeah, Morgan Freeman and uh No, Fearless is the one where Unleashed. Had, like, Unleashed. Unleashed. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah, there that one go. was dope. But my favorite is um Kiss of the Dragon. I don't know why, but of course, I man. just love Kiss of the Dragon. That's man. a classic. I love that. That's I remember we saw that in high school, and, and now, I know, I know why. You, could, you told me once before you like the bad guy. In yeah, Techi Cairo. That's his name, Techi Cairo. I remember you brought him yeah, up. Yeah, I was I, like, I, he's oh, one he of my. Was... Yeah, I love him as a bad guy, but just the way the movie was set, it was um, you know, in, it's set in France, but you got this Asian dude helping these French police officers, who's obviously dirty. He could tell they were dirty right off the bat. And uh, they set up this Asian crook and made it seem like Jet Li did it. And now they're chasing Jet Li around France. And uh, he's just making quick work of all his men. You know what I mean? And he's getting pissed off at, you know, Techie Cairo, who's playing the bad cop there. But I just love the way it looked. Had Bridget Fonda in there. Mm, I just loved it. Family. I remember uh, we, used to, we talked about it in high school when it came out. He fought this dude, uh, this big, big black buff guy. And he just looked like no way he could beat this guy. And then he stabbed the other guy in the neck with chopsticks. You know what I mean? It's like he was just ruthless. Jet Li is just an all-time great. Um, he's up there as far as, like, the best martial artist of all time. You know what I mean? You, me- so, you know what my favorite scene of that movie was? Kiss the Dragon. Remember he was fighting those uh, Russian dudes at the end? Oh, yeah. Remember when yeah. he caught that dude mid-flip oh, and he yeah, flipped him yeah, down and broke yeah, his neck? Yeah, right. I was like, that was pretty funny. He had cut his awesome. hands all up in glass and stuff. So his hands were all cut up. And... Um, just the way the, the scenery, uh, the screenplay looked, uh, it was perfect, man. I, I love that movie. I watch that all the time. So, for me, Jet Li, he can't, you can't go wrong with Jet Li, man. He's just uh, him and Jackie Chan was our childhood, you know, growing up as far as like martial artists. Chow Young Fat was in there, Stevens the Golf Course, and Van Damme and stuff. But as we got older, it was more Jet Li for me. 
uh, as far as somebody I, I mean, as the kung fu goes, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, with some of the real stuff, like what you showed me with the Fist of Legend, I had never seen that side of Jet Li. It was just all. Uh, that's know, a remake yeah. of Bruce Lee movie, Chinese Connection. Yeah. That's a remake yeah. of that. Yeah, so, but uh, you can make the argument that Fist of Legend is even better than Chinese Connection. Yeah, yeah. But I Fist really of Legend is one of the best martial arts movies ever, right, ever made. Right, yeah. So, uh, Jet Li, one of my favorites. Uh, but Kiss the Dragon is probably one of my favorite movies of his. Uh, that is my favorite Jet Li movie. Really? Okay. Man. Absolutely. Absolutely. Dragon, really? Yeah. 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 And yeah. I've and I've seen at least fifteen to twenty Jet Li movies. Uh-huh. And a good uh, uh, little tidbit that I've heard during Jet Li's career is he appreciated how he can make because uh, Sean has shown his love of, on this podcast for uh, Luke Passan and yeah. Fifth Element. Yeah. And Luke Passan didn't direct that movie; he was producer. And Jet Li appreciated how the uh, how a French production could get a movie created and and made far faster than they can in America. He was hmm. Jet Li. A brilliant, that's why Jet Li went to Luke Besson to get Kiss of the Dragon made because he says, "Hey, I had this breakthrough in America, but hey, if I'm to make an American movie." I might have to wait a year and a half, two years before it gets released in the theaters because they got right. this big old team they have to create. Yeah. <clears throat> you go outside the United States, you, you create it with a much smaller group for production. You you all agree on a storyline, you get your team together, and you, you just make it happen. You have all kind of legal stuff to deal with, outside production fees, everything. Jet Li really appreciated the filmmaking experience outside of China and the United States, which is why he, even Jet Li would probably say Fist of Legend or uh, uh, Kiss of the Dragon. Kiss of the Dragon is mm-hmm. probably one of his favorite movies yeah. just because the experience he had making it. And I really think that's the reason why it was so good. And there's another great Jet Li series. Um, you mentioned Once Upon a Time in China. Uh, there is a, a Shaolin movie series that Jet Li made, which is freaking fantastic. And, uh, He's he's had a great filmography. Yeah, he has. Yeah. But for me to put Fist of Legend at the top of that list, or uh, Kiss, of the, Kiss Dragon. of the Dragon at the yeah. top of the list, that's saying a lot. That was it, dope because his China filmography is fantastic. Right, even right. Before Lethal Weapon Four, so yeah, good good recommendation. Yeah, Sean. Kiss of the Dragon is dope. I Kiss just remember Techie the bad guy, fifty fucking men on the street, <laughs> and you can't find this one. And he was pissed off the entire movie because they could not catch his little ass. You know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. So yeah. Uh, what about you, my man? What you got for us? Okay, um, this changed recently during um, recent uh, weekend events. My, uh, I'm gonna talk about. Michael K. Williams, who passed away. Oh, yeah. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Um, my brother called me yesterday. Sound like a family member lost. Saying, did you hear Michael? I'm, I saw on my cell phone, missed call by Richard Winters. Oh, just below that, Michael K. Williams died. Mm. And um, he he was a very good actor. And uh, he's became, became popular off the show called the wire mm-hmm. and uh, I, I want to shine a spotlight on that not just bec- not only michael k williams but the show the wire in itself one of the top five shows of all time of all time to me the best show of all time it uh it was greatly written had storylines that i absolutely cared about and no other show has had character deaths actually emotionally affect me during the viewing the way that show did there uh, my brother-in-law 
<laughs> caught me up on the show during his third season. I was my brother-in-law who's married to my sister. I was staying at their house during the third season of The Wire, and he said, hey, you've never seen the show The Wire before? I said, no. And we watched one of the one of the one of the episodes of the third season of The Wire and it blew me away. I said, I'm an idiot. I can't believe I've never seen this. And That's I'll, a good place to start because I go back and forth between the first season and third season as far as the best season for me. Um, I kind of gravitate towards the first season. It is out the third season just a little bit for me. Just a I, little I, bit. I understand. To me, the fourth <coughs> season is yeah. the best because um the main character of the show is pretty much McNulty and mm. uh Idris Elba and uh, who was Idris Elba's drug partner in that? Uh, I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, we yeah. uh, we know the actor's name. <coughs> he was in Paid in Full uh, and Creed. But yeah, the. Uh, I know who you're talking about. Something Wood. Uh, there we go. Yeah, there we go. But they were the two main drug dealers in Baltimore for that show. Mm-hmm. So for them to start the fourth season with one of them dead, one of them in jail, and McNulty pretty much out of the police force. And for the four seasons start out with middle school kids and for it to blow me away. Oh, man. Yeah, The Wire is is, is an amazing show. So this my spotlight is pretty much going to be on The Wire, Michael K. Williams, because Omar on The Wire pretty much played yeah. a drug dealer who or a, a stick-up guy who made a living off robbing drug dealers, and he happened to be gay. So we see a lot of uh, masculinity in the in the drug dealing industry, yeah. So for pretty that, groundbreaking for that show. Yeah, a lot of people yeah. very very groundbreaking. <coughs> they and, it wasn't forced or whatever. Kind of like how they're doing shows now, where right, they're kind of like thrusting in a gay character. They have to put that in to, to you know to satisfy all viewers. Yeah, you know, man, so. it, that show was just ahead it, it, exactly. of exactly. It was, it was before its time. Yeah, it was you way ahead of its time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. absolutely. And he was a bad guy on that show. Don't get me wrong. This is a very bad guy who killed and robbed people, and. He, he was not a good guy, but he was kind of an anti-hero on that yeah. show. And his not only his career, but a lot of Wire actors' careers blew up after The Wire. He definitely did, for sure. He absolutely yeah. did. Michael B. Drew was on The Wire, wasn't he? Was he on there? Yes, he was. Mm-hmm. He yeah. didn't make it past the first season. He was on it. He was on it. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Idris Elba. We talk about he's yeah. one of the biggest movie stars right, in the world. Right. Stringer Bell. Stringer, there we go. Stringer Bell. I, I, oh. I wish I'd have been more fully prepared. Stringer Bell and his... And his partner in crime during those first three seasons is one, is a strong point. So for one of them to be dead and his partner in that to be in jail and the fourth season to be as good as it is, it was oh, – The Wire is fantastic. Man. Mm-hmm. And yeah. in the TV era that we live in now where it seems like more people watch more TV shows than movie, just talking to my coworkers, friends, when it comes to uh, general entertainment – most people are talking about TV shows more so than movies. They make a lot of shows, but not a lot of them, are, I think, are going to stand the test of time. The this Wire is, does. This the is, Wire does. is probably like the most current one I can think of that will probably last for a long time as far as being like a a memorable show that can be. I think a lot of people say it's a classic, but everything else I, I really mm. don't really pay attention to. Yeah. Stranger Things, maybe. <clears throat> yeah. I'll, I'll catch up on that. Yeah. Damn it, man. God, I'm going to kick you off this microphone. All right. Keep going. I'm sorry. <laughs> you, uh, yeah, one day you'll get on it. I, I will. I will. Before the fourth never season. Seen I will. Stranger Things. Um, oh, my God. I, I will. I don't know if it necessarily tickled Ryan's fancy, though. I mean, like, I just don't know if he. It might be. Um, the first two seasons, at the very yeah, least, are he, fucking I'm, I'm an open mind. Yeah. I, I'm, before, I, before I lose my train of thought, I, I, 
Michael K. Williams also did great work on another HBO show called Boardwalk Empire. Mm-hmm. And Boardwalk- oh, the night of was another great one. He oh, the night like, of and it was- uh, what's what's a what's a recently uh, predominantly black cast show Lovecraft. Craft country. Lovecraft yeah, country. he was in that. He, I heard my brother told me he's. He I've seen uh, that first. Season. He was in the Gambler with Mark Wahlberg. He was in that movie. Yeah, yeah. He was in. He was. He was absolutely he was, in that movie. He was like a big time uh, drug, uh, like a big time mob boss. Yeah, he, yeah, he gave John Goodman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He gave Mark Wahlberg ten grand, and of course he fucked it up. He and, must, and, yeah. and he was One in like night. the remake yeah. of um, Superfly. Have you? Oh, seen I haven't seen that. That was actually a lot better than I initially. Better than expected. It was really fucking good. It was really fucking good. good. Um, The first movie that started the current Marvel Cinematic Universe, The Incredible Hulk with Edward Norton as the Hulk. Mm -hmm. Omar is a plays an extra in that. He's running (laughs) when when uh, he is. Yes, when the Hulk. What's the uh, what's the big green guy we saw in Shang Chi? Which you Uh, said wasn't Abomination. Abomination. Yes, when the Hulk fights Abomination at the end of the Incredible Hulk. Uh, Michael K. Williams, one of the extras, running from one of the explosions. <laughs> at the end really? Like, yeah. yeah. I usually don't miss him. What did he die from? Nobody knows. Possibly a drug. They say a drug. Oh, man, that's sad. But I can't recommend enough Boardwalk Empire with Steve Buscemi about somebody running illegal alcohol sales during I heard that show was really fucking night, good. Night. I, I watched a little bit with you a couple of times, but I never got into it. Oh, man. man. And, and if it wasn't for a terrible last season... I'll be putting Boardwalk Empire up there with the with the wire, but he played one of Nucky Thompson's. Steve Buscemi's the main character. Nucky Thompson. He played one of his right hand men in Prohibition during the 1920s with a lot of the gangsters that we were familiar with. So Al Capone, Lucky Luciano, they're in that show. Boardwalk Empire, Chalky White, Michael K. Williams, Omar and the Wire. God bless you, man. Rest in peace. Yeah. I'm sorry for the loss. You were a huge asset to the Right. He was starting to play more and more stuff. That was I mean? so. so disturbing. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad you had some success in the in, in the in the entertainment industry post the wire. Good for you, man. Sorry for sorry for the him and his family's loss. You did good work, man. And I think one of like one of his first roles, I think, I think it was one of I think it was his first. I remember him telling this story on like on an interview, like he was playing like the the brother of like Tupac. In a movie early on in his career, and he was telling this story like how he had um, it's not above the rim. No, no, it wasn't above the rim. It was um, was it Gridlock? No, I gotta I gotta look it up. I remember he said he had did like a like this one movie with Tupac, whatever, and he started telling like how cool Tupac was because he he said he looked like Tupac because he had like a scar on his face, or whatever. And mm. I don't, I don't, I'm glad you said that because one of the previous episodes you did a shout out to Tupac. And, mm-hmm. and how he could have had a great movie career. I agree with you on that. I think he yeah. 1,000% would have yeah, had a he great would have movie had a fantastic. He felt natural on the screen. Absolutely. Yeah, so. yeah Absolutely. man, because he just it, – it, it suited him a little bit too well. He was really good. He was a – dare I say he was a better actor than he was a rapper. I loved his acting more than I liked his That's movie. an argument. Yes. I, I'm not going to debate you tonight. Uh, but, yeah, yeah you, that yeah, could be blasphemy, I know he, he could <laughs> for a lot of people, yeah, 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 but yeah, not yeah. for me. Not it for could me. just be him being lucky be, with the roles that he, he got, but Juice, like uh, Poetic Justice. Top two rapper of all time. Oh, know. man, he has some great fucking roles, yeah. man. So he, yeah. he did. He did great work in the movie. So, I don't know. Maybe he would have been in a like a Tyler Perry movie. Could we don't be. know. We don't know. 
Yeah, but he's slumming it up if he does that. Shut yeah, up. but rest in peace to Michael K. Williams, man. Sad, I, yeah. I was I was really fucking sad when I saw yeah, him. Yeah, that was man. rough. That, 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 that hit me pretty hard. You would have thought my brother was related to him the way he called my phone. No, <laughs> the last time I had somebody check up on me when like a celebrity died is when Kobe died. That's when my, my phone rang off the oh, hook all damn day. That was bad. And I, even my boss called me. He's like, you okay? I'm like, oh. The one that hit me the hardest was Michael Jackson. When Michael Jackson died, Michael I Michael Jackson was rough, yeah. but. That was almost a mercy death. Yeah, Kobe was, was a living. tragic. Yeah, yeah Co- tragic. Kobe is probably the biggest celebrity death that's ever affected. Even me. um, uh, Chadwick Boseman, that one hurt too. That was bad. So I didn't. It nobody was. saw that coming. Nobody saw that. Either yeah. did Kobe. Yeah, nobody. That's just tragic though. That's just an accident. Right when I start liking yeah. Kobe, finally, right. I like the retired big me brother too. Kobe. Yeah, yeah. I hated him during his playing career. <laughs> But I loved yeah. retired. Kobe. A lot of people did. Don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he. Did. I think he wanted it like that. To be honest, he didn't care. Yeah, he's no. Kobe Bryant. He right. doesn't care what you think. Right. He's Kobe Bryant. But God Sucks. bless you, Kobe. Yeah, yeah, yeah God bless. And, uh, yeah, we don't even get to rest in peace, <laughs> Michael K. Williams, yes. man. Just. Yeah, Thank was, you for all bad. you've done, man. Right. Big time. Damn, that that, that, that really fucking stuck. Yeah, that, that, that was bad. Oh, sore. That was sore. <laughs> that was bad. All right. Now, I'm, I'm going to suggest that we skip through Bingeworthy. Yeah, and I think we should just get right to the meat and potatoes Let's get, because we got a lot to talk about. Right. Now, now first, I want I really want to cover, just for a quick spit of Candyman. Yeah, because you didn't get to last time. Right? I watched it. What do you think? Oh my God, that movie was fucking amazing. I told you, man. I told I, you. Yeah. No, don't <laughs> yell at me. Don't give me no shit. I think it's better than the the original one. Oh no, no. Well, no, I don't no, know. No, I, no. I think the screen. I watched the original before. I, I watched the original again. Just to give myself a refresher. Maybe because Tony Todd carried it so much. Now I like know? to say context. I like to keep in time, like yeah. the context of the time that it came mm-hmm. out. It was really fucking good and groundbreaking for what they yeah. did. But this one, I can't tell you how how amazed I am at how good this this woman was. Yeah, uh, Nia Nia Costa. Yeah, her camera work was fucking beautiful was. when I saw it that was. shit. It, no, was. it was really really fucking was. good. Yeah. And that camera cool. angle that you told me about when yeah. it went widespread, I was like, oh fuck! Now that was fucking dope. Yeah, watch. that was super dope. That was yeah. fucking Best dope to watch. I've ever seen. Yeah, you know, I, 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 she got fucked up. Bad. Opening credit oh. scene. Opening no. credit scene with Chicago upside down. That now was- I don't think you gave it away, but I I ha- I kind of had a sense. That this guy was the baby that got kidnapped in the first yes, one. I don't know why I didn't put that together until I saw it. No, as soon as he said his name was Anthony McCall, I was like, oh, that's the baby that Candyman tried to get in yeah, the first one. I didn't He's know a, that. Yeah, yeah. I, I had no that. idea yeah. that he was going to be carrying on that same character. Right. That made so much more sense when yeah. I saw like that. Um, the Vanessa Williams were when the mm-hmm. woman that had got her dog cut off. Yeah, head cut off, yeah, yeah. That that made more sense why she was in it. I thought she was just gonna be like a cameo from the first one. They were just talking to her because she was there. Right. I didn't know that was his that was the baby. That made the movie ten times better than I thought it originally was. Yeah. That really fucking sucked me in. I was like, oh god damn, that makes sense. Because originally in the first one, he wanted to kill the baby as a sacrifice, right? I thought Yes he did. Yes, he, he did? He because to I kill remember the baby. like um Helen like rescuing him from the that little fire. Right. Because I remember he wanted to kill all of them. Like, you know, I think like, he was just making a point, like, yeah, like making it a point that they should fear him. No, I, I thought it was beautiful how they circled back to it. It was like, No, yeah. I can't kill you. You're gonna be the next candy man. But I didn't see old boy that was in the laundromat. I didn't see him doing what he did. No, I didn't see that him. completely threw me off. Yeah. That yeah. threw me off in a good way. But I was like, Oh, okay, because originally he was the the kid from the second Candyman that right. was in the wall, in whatever. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so yeah. 
I, that, it confused me for a hot second. I was like, how's this going? And then I remember you said there's more than one candy man. Yeah, which me and Ryan talked about was kind of confusing. Like it was yeah. that's a lot of time or not a lot not a lot of time in between to have these multiple candy mans, you know what I mean? So it it was kind of confusing, but I was kinda like, okay, I can go with it. Just yeah, just go yeah. with the storyline. Don't try to overthink it a little bit. But now, no. <laughs> there was a part, I don't know if it tied in, but when the uh, the lady from WandaVision, she like having flashbacks to when she was a kid. Did her dad kill himself? Oh, when he said, I can fly. And yeah, what, out the how's that tie into the movie, though? You know I, mean? I had no idea. I that, thought that, that was maybe, one of the most random scenes that's I've, what I I've said. seen. I was, like, I was thinking that's he co- was the one putting the razors in the candy. That's what I took from it. Okay. Yeah, but I could be wrong. Oh. That was one of the first, first viewing, and uh, that, that, that's just what I took from it. I, I thought they all tied together. Thank you, Ryan. I, I, I didn't it could it. be. I, no. I have to see it. I have to see it. Have that to see makes it. way more sense now because they were saying, like, some it was somebody was putting razors in the candy and it yeah. wasn't it, was it wasn't the, the guy, guy that they thought it no, was. No, he was just uh, he something was mentally wrong with him, but he wasn't doing nothing harmful to kids. That makes that makes it makes sense. It make, that's that's just the impression. That was I one got. of the that was one of the weirdest things that I didn't connect to. So you kind of you connected that for me. That makes more sense. Than that. I, I, yeah. That's what I took because I was wondering if they ever found out who actually put the razors in the candy. Right, I thought right. Candyman would come after him, but whatever. I hear you. But yeah, the camera yeah, angles I, was fucking beautiful. Like the the bathroom scene was fucking great. The first kill at the um, at this little uh, show, or whatever. Oh, at the, with, like the art gallery. Yeah, I loved how they showed like um, him dragging, and, and then you just see his him in the mirror. Yeah, but you don't actually see him. T- beautiful. It was fucking beautiful to see that shit. But you, I was amazed. Yeah, at yeah. That shit. I I told you it was dope. I kind of saw like uh, some of the deaths coming because it was some kind of asshole characters. You know what I mean? But it all worked for me. And you notice it didn't kill. I any wanted bl- the brother to die. So yeah, it didn't kill bad. any black people. You know what I mean? Wait, like the gay brother. He was annoying the shit out of me. I like him. Like, but he, he felt like me. he was just so fucking over the top of, yeah. with his hate for this dude. I was like, man, let it go, man. What the fuck? Like you being too damn gay. There is a thing. <laughs> too damn gay. That's, you are that goes again. Blunt. They have to have somebody for everybody to be comfortable in the movie theaters now. So no, but that was a, that was a sledgehammer over the head. I'm a I'm a subtle guy. If you want to have theme and thematic elements in movie, I'm I love that. I, I like the I cliche. Don't be, stuff. I don't need to be bludgeoned over the head with saying this is the point we're trying to make, and we're gonna hit you over the head with this damn hammer until you get what the point we're trying to make. So hmm. let's go back to the original Candyman. That was obviously, at least in my in my very young childhood eyes, that was pretty much a voice to racial violence in America. Mm-hmm. They did it very subtle. And they pretty much based a horror icon on somebody who died a death he didn't deserve to die yeah. during the slavery or Reconstruction era, my bad, Reconstruction era, era of the United States. And they did it in a very subtle way where you can say, oh, yes, this country's racist. They have a problem with black people dating, black males dating black, white women. They did it in a very subtle This newest candy man... Even when people were hanging out their apartment, they were they were talking about racial disparity yeah. in the United States. And we're t- we'll talk. One of the best scenes in The Wire is when the city of Baltimore, which one of the quotes of The Wire said, "Hey, if we had the population of New York City, we would average a thousand murders a year." Damn. So even though you see Gary, Indiana, and New York up there in the highest murder rates, if Baltimore had that same population as New York City. 
we'd probably average a thousand murders a year. And that's pretty bad, but Gary's not even Gary's half but, the size of Fort Wayne. Gary's bad. Yeah. Who the we, fuck but, lives in Gary? You would think that'll be a ghost town. It's, right. it's a neighbor to Chicago. Which is the gangster capital of the fucking world? Oh, they man. cross the state lines to kill motherfuckers. Now? Yeah, they do. They, they don't gotta. They gotta go. They gotta go fifteen minutes up the road. They shooting over state lines to stay in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, it's, it's, Gary is, is a shit town. Yeah, it's never been town. there. If I'm ever, I there. always been around it, and I never went in it. I always went around it. But the wire touched on a on a on a on a very social aspect of United States history that this recent Candyman touched on. Which is, hey, let's tear down one of the worst communities, right? Spread the bad people out throughout the city and yeah. rebuild it. Government and make subsidizing. A they were yes, trying to make let's, put, let's yeah. rebuild it. Yeah, that's what season three of The Wire was about. Where the where the mayor pretty much said, "We're going to tear down the worst community ever." Yeah, and we're gonna we're gonna relocate all the worst citizens, right? The poorest citizens of the city to mm. other. All on all that does is spread. That yeah. out throughout the city yeah. as a, as opposed to centralizing it, right? And Candyman did that, but it was a it was a matter of fact. We're gonna make our point in every scene that we can, kind of way. And to it, I I was on board with it. I I agreed with a lot of points they were making, mm-hmm. but I didn't need to see that over and over again in every scene. That's and, fair. And I, to a certain extent, I feel that as a if you're a part of making a movie given to the general audience, you got to give the fans what they want to a certain extent. And a lot of people are going into that movie expecting to be kind of scared. You should make that movie appealing to people who've never seen the original Candyman. I can't, if you've never seen the original Candyman, I can't imagine the, the average moviegoer going in there and saying, oh, I can't wait to see the original after this. And, and, uh-huh. and, and and to us, and before I get off point, Sean, I love you, man. <laughs> but one of the funniest things I have ever heard in my in my life in 2021, <laughs> the last episode of this, Tommy said, "Hey, Sean, let me let me get a spoiler free review of Candyman." <laughs> I listened to Sean give a 15 minute summary of the entire. Podcast. <laughs> That's I couldn't do it Tommy, without giving. Tommy didn't even need to see the movie. That was one of the funniest things I've heard in my life. I couldn't give it. I, 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 yeah, I couldn't give no, it. He left out some stuff. Yeah, yeah I tried well, to I give it his best. Tony, I didn't know Tony, Tony Todd was in this. I did based on the previews and the first hour and fifteen minutes of the movie. I didn't expect to see Tony Todd. I expected uh, the bad guy from Aquaman to be the new the new Candyman. So. When Tony Todd came up, it finally held him, hey, this is a direct sequel to the original. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I, I like that. But I just don't like to be bludgeoned over the head with the point that you're trying to make. And I can see that being a turnoff to a lot of moviegoers. And to a certain extent, that was me. Like Sean point, and, and Tom, you point out the scene of the, the big pan out from the lady yeah. uh, getting her throat slit on the high rise window. Mm-hmm. There was some great camera work. All the performances were great, mm-hmm. but it wasn't scary. It uh, wasn't really. It had a very slow pace to it, but uh, at a certain extent, I didn't was, think it was that slow. I think well, it was pace. I thought like, it was pace, good. but I think our minds are are you know if this was when we saw the original Candyman, we were kids, so sure. you know that's going to destroy our you know 
our imaginations. We were going to go all over the place with Candyman. You know what I, I mean? Like yeah. now, as an adult, we we know about Candyman now. You know what I mean? So we we're not really scared of much of anything except for Hereditary. Seemed to scare all three of us. You know what I mean? But, me up, yeah, man. but Candyman we knew about. Candyman is, is just like Michael Myers and Jason and Freddy now. You know, but he, we, Candyman doesn't. He's he not the same respect. In, oh in, no, in no, culture. because it's an urban legend. You know what I mean? I, they don't put them on us. Not a lot of people even seen the original Candyman. Like you said, it was. I was sitting text next to two little teenagers, and they were just like asking each other, "What is Candyman? Like, who is he? Like, they, you know, talking to themselves. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, interested, but not really knowing anything about the original Tony Todd version. Right. You know what I mean? That we saw at first, second grade. That probably we shouldn't have watched. Yeah. You know. What so I mean? when so, Tony Todd pops up. That's not going to make an impression. That won't make off. sense to them because they didn't see the first. They may not may not have seen the first one. But, but you have to have something of a build up before Tony to make them appreciate the original. Yeah, I thought that they I, would be scared of that. I thought they would be scared of well, that. That's saw. where I'm. A, I'm a fight back some yeah, on this. because yeah. for one, in this day and age, if you can't with your stupid ass look up on your phone, right, Candyman, and see that it was actually a movie made prior to that. If you don't figure it out before you get into the movie, you're a dumbass. And I do mean that with the, yeah. the bottom of my heart. You're a dumbass. You can look up shit now. There's no reason why you can't find out True. where this actually originated True. from. And another thing that I have to fight back on is I don't believe in artists when I come like directors, actors. I don't think it's their job to fan service. Every single it's audience. N- no, no, because no, I believe in that no, just the same way I believe in comedy. Because you can't go into a comic club and say, hey, tell me jokes yeah. that's going to make me. No, you have to do what you want to do. Right. And it's your job just to present it to the all of it and leave it up to interpretation. It's not their job to just do everything they want. Because that was the case. A lot of movies have fucking changed based on fan service. That's why they fucked up Star Wars in my mind. Because mm. they tried way too much fucking fan service and put too much shit in there. They should just dial it back um, and um, just make... No, the what's the dude's name that did the Jurassic Park one? What was the one that did the third one? JJ he was the one that I, I thought he did way too much fucking yeah. fan service in that shit. Yeah. It, was, um, it was really pissing me uh, off because they threw in a, like a subtle gay scene in there that we, made we, no we, fucking sense. We're dealing with such a huge fan base. You're here. doing too much yeah, to please people. Yeah. Just make your art and just make right. a good start but out I, with I, a good story. But period. I thought I thought if we're talking about Star Wars, I thought he he paid fan service great with. The Force Awakens. He did, but the story made more sense. It, it did. <laughs> the he second made, and third made, one were just like fucking stupid. Yeah, it made yeah. no sense after that. Because he had to play cleanup. Because, yeah, because the, was it was the J.J. Abrams that did the J. first J. one, and then everybody Abrams, else did yeah. their own version of their uh, Star Wars. J.J. Abrams did the first one, knocked out the part, and the third one. He didn't do the last. He did the last one. Yeah, the third one. Third one. Yeah. Okay. So and the and the middle one was a guy by the name of Ryan Johnson who made a a very good movie called Looper. Which it was, was great until the Bruce third Willis. act. Yeah, I like mm-hmm. that yeah. movie. And a uh, great movie called Knives Out. Yeah. Great which we like. But yeah. because I hated The Rise of Skywalker so much, I will never, <laughs> ever pay to see a Ryan Johnson movie in the theater. <laughs> oh, I, you put Luke Skywalker <laughs> on an island for the entire Star Wars movie. We ain't got to talk about you. it. We, 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 yeah. we, we dissected you, that movie so damn right. much. No. I, I, it's not even worth talking about. Yeah, we ain't even going to talk See, about it. But pissing uh, Darth Vader off I over know, here. Yeah, he comes Force <laughs> Awakens. That's, that's his son. Yeah. You put his son on an island for the sequel? Yeah. Skip you, man. Right. No, it's but just, overall, if I'm going to sum up Candyman, that, that is my movie of the year so far. What? I, I to, I, yeah, and you guys I, haven't seen Wrath of Man yet, have you? I still haven't seen it, no. But well, I mean, I'm gonna get to it. You can't that's be a long gonna list. Be, uh, that, that's kind this of one not on the mainstream out, movie. You know, this what I mean? one edges like, out a quiet place by a little bit to me. 
because I was so amazed on how well she directed that movie. It was right. very and it was very it was great director. And it directed. did please me for somebody who knows the original Candyman. I know. So I was glad it was, it was really fucking it was, good. What did you think about Tony Todd? His little face at the end. What did you think about that? When I saw that face at the end, because I you did tell me that Tony Todd shows up for like thirty seconds. When I saw that, I was like, okay. I That's just that. a nice little tribute to him. It's now. a nice little yeah. tribute, and, yeah. and like I said, it makes sense with the story. Right, and everybody needs to f- to so know. You're telling me it would fear him. It would still been a direct follow up to the original Candyman, even without Tony Todd's face. In my, I didn't need it would have worked. Yeah, yeah, it still would have worked. It still would have worked. 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 Now that was a small fan service to us. Yeah, because we know who Tony Todd is in the original. To everybody that's born yeah. in the eighties that yeah. seen that shit, that's or been traumatized by that first one. <laughs> right, that's just a yeah. little dap up to him. That's all. Yeah, yeah but it made sense. It wasn't like they were trying to put something in there that was out, totally out of place. Yeah, yeah. not like bringing back Palpatine we, in like we, the fucking Star Wars movie. We live in Trump, USA. Yeah, I mean, going to Walmart half. 90% of people in Walmart or gas station aren't wearing masks in Indiana. I bet everybody they killed in Candyman were Trump supporters. Yeah. So, <laughs> they, they were. And what was the last scene in that? It was a cops female killing, killing the cops. Yeah. Killing cops, yeah. I, like I said. Did, did, before you go, did you get the feeling the that the black folks were using him as like a... As a cleanse. Uh, like a, yeah. yeah. So yeah. we get a female who can summon Candyman of her will. But he was... It I know that's the only husband. part that kind of threw me off. It was her boyfriend, though, right? It was, yeah, it was her. Like, like she said, Candyman. Like, a female director ends a movie with a female in the back of a cop car in modern day America who can summon Candyman at her will. They've been hitting you, that you can summon him, though. But yeah. the original Candyman told me if you say Candyman, yeah, you're dead. Whether you're white or black, yeah, you're yeah. Still, right. you're still messed oh, up. Oh, yeah, they changed Don't, it. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. They, they changed it to suit. Modern era, right? It fits States. like I told Tommy. It's fitting what what we're going through in our times. Yeah, the narrative made sense. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. A we'll, female character by a female director in the back of a cop car in Trump USA, and that's just continuing the, the chance I, that they can I, make I, another. I, I, they can I, make another Candyman now. Tell everyone that gives him more life because that's what he feeds off his fear. I think there's yeah. a, he does. I it mean. might make people uneasy, but. That's that's just kind of the reality. Right. I'm, I, I, I feel like I'm I'm black. And it's not like sh- I'm blacker than Shaft. My light skinned ass is sitting over here thinking I'm blacker than Shaft, and, mm. and I still felt like that was too much of hitting me on the head with a hammer, saying, you, "Get this point. Get, you this is a movie about black oppression." And I get it. I just like it a little bit more subtle than what they they just the never they just the never approach. talked about it as much on the first one. The original Candyman, because they made a couple after that that sucked pretty bad. Straight outside DVD. of Tony yeah. Todd popping up, yeah, and the and the baby and the fire. There was really, I, I thought that there was a matter of fact. We'll talk about this when we talk about Shang Chi. It sounds like I'm being harder on it than I really am. This was actually a movie worth seeing, yeah, and it, I I enjoyed it. And I understand your point. The point I understand you're saying where they're like hitting you over the head with a sledgehammer. Now my counter argument to that is yeah it can be a sledgehammer but if you think about like the subtleties that they put in get out mm-hmm. way it, far better they no it can of- be like like the one you're talking about is like an like an overhand right constantly to the uh, face yeah. a thousand rabbit punches which is pretty much what get out is can still fuck you up which because he put a more. lot of them in it because oh, a lot yeah. of them i appreciate like that the more. cotton in the ear he yeah. picked to put in his ear yeah. the, the all the white people pulled up in black cars when they put up to the house for the auction you could you could depict it, that all yes. kinds of ways yes. but this I like was those more rabbit punches this was more than the sledge this was more his, get out though this was more kind no, of get his out was way more 
subtle, but it was far more powerful. Yes. Because it, there was a lot of stuff in it. Like, uh, I've had to look it up on YouTube. You saw her at the end at the get out where she was eating Fruit Loops dry, which is like symbolism. Like, she doesn't mix color in with white. I didn't yeah, see that. Yeah. I noticed that part, that, but I didn't see that. That's way I over I, my I, head, though. I, I, I did not look at that. Yeah, yeah, I didn't even notice that. I didn't notice it, too, until somebody looked it up. She was looking at some buff-ass mm-hmm. black But the normal it. movie viewer is not going to see that, though. They just here to have a good time. Well, we're, we're savants. I look at it. Yeah, yeah, time. but I mean, we're talking I about the normal kid and teenager that go to, like, just sitting next to me and Candyman. They're not picking that all that. Well, that's why they have so many think pieces when the movie is out. They're just here to be scared. Or watch and have a good time. They're not really looking at like how you know me and you or, or, or Ryan might look at it. Even that would go over my head. I might see a little things, mm-hmm. but I, I'm glad you said it because I never thought of that. But you know, what I mean, like the normal movie viewer just here to yeah, eat popcorn like a and have a good time. Though, you know, a bunch so. of those subtle things in there. A bunch of those subtle things. Yeah, it's beautiful to watch, but you right. Do, but sometimes you you feel that watching it and don't even know it. Yeah, yeah. I, I enjoyed that scene. I just thought that was weird that she was watching. But I, I understand what you're saying about Candyman. They 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 did have there, a lot there, there of, was a lot of subtlety. But to it. I didn't it mind it though. Face. I just felt like damn. As a, I wonder what a white person would feel like watching that. Well, damn, you know what I mean? Like this is very much against us. You know what I mean? Like I mean, they didn't kill not a single black person in this. I movie. feel like every time but, they make a slave movie, it's just for white guilt. Right? Hey, yeah, yeah. You know, like, like hey, y'all, don't forget this. <laughs> You hey, saw this? Well, hey, you know, 400 years of uh, whatever they did, you know, it's all coming back. On well, now, I'm so. on their side. I can't watch late movies. No <laughs> I just, just I can't that. watch that. I, 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 I know what happened. We got it. So, hell, we so. got stay Django. Man, we got Django. Mandingo. All right. The 70s movie Mandingo. So would you give it a rating before we move on? That was at least a 4.6 out of 5. Okay, so Woo-hoo. I gave it a 4. I wanted it, to give it a 4.5 because there was still stuff I was confused about. So. No, it was, it was really fucking good. Mm. I'm only rating it that high, but not like a perfect 5 because... Mm-hmm. I think there's still room for other movies like this year that they can probably impress me a little bit more. Oh, shit. I'll get 3.5. It's 3.5 out of 5. Solid. Yeah, this year's flying. It's already September. No, because we're in the, like, the back end of like where yeah. some really good movies are like starting right. to come out. But that one, I knew it was going to be good. I didn't know it was going to be that fucking I, good. I, I, I was shocked, too. It was I mean? really fucking good. So shout out to everybody that watched Candyman. Yeah. Shout out to the black like filmmakers. I, yes. yes. No, no problem there. And Jordan Peele definitely had his hands on that, too. So. No. He's a man. Yeah. No, I don't like it when people. All right, I'm gonna say this quick, and I'm gonna get past this. Not to knock him, but I hate when people associate too much of the producer and not giving enough credit to the director. Oh yeah, the director was like yeah. it was her vision. Like Jordan Peele is there to like help with the screenwriting, and but eventually yeah, the she, director has more power. It's she would have got away with her vision unless Jordan Peele had his position of power. So that's why I respect Jordan Peele because there's no way a black female fi- filmmaker would have gotten away with that level of artistic freedom and a mate and what looks what probably that studio's looking at as a franchise mm-hmm. if it wasn't for Jordan Peele if it wasn't for Jordan Peele with his success there's no way a black female filmmaker would have got to make a, a Candyman sequel yeah. so yeah he got her for that. he got her to the plate but it was still her job to knock it out the park absolutely right. and yeah. she fucking did it she I did a good job very she fucking did a good impressed. job oh yeah she Don't did. Let she was directing didn't you say she's directing the Marvels uh, Captain Marvel too. the sequel yeah. to Captain Marvel yeah, yeah. so yeah Mar- Mar- Marvel's Marvel, on Marvel be on it they yeah. know when to grab their directors like hey yes. you get your ass over here right I mean, <laughs> no, Marvel is awesome yeah so speaking of Marvel nice transition my friend let is let us get to Shane Chi. Oh, I'm glad you are. I'm Let's so get to Shane Chi. Now, I'm gonna do my initial reaction to this movie when I first saw it with you, with you gentlemen. My initial reaction to this movie when I first saw it was, I loved it. I was really, really surprised on how well I thought they crafted that movie. 
Now, of course, Ryan did kind of moonwalk me back on some yeah, of the stuff yeah. <laughs> at the end because I was just so – I was on, like, a high of, like, having, like, a Marvel movie that was finally mm-hmm. out that was actually good, unlike that Black Widow shit that I saw because I wasn't too impressed with that one. But this one, I was like, yes, because it had a lot of great fight scenes in it. The main one that I really enjoyed was the bus scene, which bus I think scene. everybody liked. Was they didn't have high. enough fight scenes to me, though. No, I, needed, they, I needed more of that. I need more like hand to hand combat. You know, what I mean, I like. I thought we were gonna see more of that. I but. feel like if they do too many fight scenes, then it's gonna be. It's gonna start to feel like fucking like um like a Fast and Furious movie. It's like non action, but you need more story. For this mm. one, for a Marvel movie that's gonna build up into a universe, Marvel kind of has to go to more story at this point, just to kind of fill people in, for, especially for a character that nobody fucking knows. That even I don't really fucking know. I didn't know anything. I, about I, this I didn't character. know anything about him. Yeah. yeah, it's fine, but you can still look it up. But overall, I thought the movie was. Was very well done. It's still that that back half of the movie was kind of like it got fantasy world. That's, that's where kind of like yeah. my biggest gripe. Yeah, that like, third you know act what, was man? a disappointment. Like y'all shouldn't have done all that. But it was it was, like overall, I thought it was like um, the cinematography that they had, especially during that fight scene where he was fighting like his future wife. Oh, okay, that was beautiful. It, it reminded me of, like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon kind of shit, where they're like gliding through the air and. Jumping off trees. Yeah, and I shit. was just about to say that. No, in the movie that's what it reminded me yeah. of when I first saw it. I was like, man, that's where I like that that's movie not, so much. He not go well with Ryan. You that's one of Ryan's favorite movies. I'm speaking to everybody <laughs> listening. If you haven't seen Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, yeah. you are a fucking loser. You are. A you, loser. you need You're to watch that damn yes. movie. Beautiful yes. movie. Beautiful, Beautiful movie. Yeah, absolutely. But I digress to all you losers that haven't seen that. Let's get back to this. <laughs> Re- it, with the subtitles, don't watch it dubbed. Yeah. I love subtitles. I'll get past that. Yeah, they're great. Just learn how to read, all y'all. You're the man. But overall, I thought Shang-Chi was pretty good. I'll probably give it like a 3.9 out of 5. That's where I'm at right now with it. And I had to see it a couple more times. It's because mm -hmm. I had to catch other things that I don't initially catch. It was going to be a high grade for me until the end, like the last The last thing. The goofiness. It started getting too goofy for me. I got these big-ass lion things running around, like Chronicles of Narnia. With no heads. Yeah. What the the hell was that? The thing that had no face was like a pillow with wings and shit. What the hell was that? I know. It was getting a little too... Oh, it's an Asian movie. Let's throw some dragons in there. Yeah, it's kind of goofy at that point. No, but it makes sense for the comics' sake if you're going to blend that stuff in. Because like I said, if you want to think about how they're... I don't want to cut into your point about how they may seem like they're pandering to a certain demographic. Black Panther did the exact same thing. Yeah. They did a lot of that pandering, like the little mouth piercings and all that stuff, like the, the yeah. African village The little shit. dance and chant that they had. Yeah, even like the traditional like uh, fight thing that, that they had, like that didn't the, the transfer. The, that didn't dominate the third act of Black Panther. It didn't though. dominate the third act, but it did. It dominates, like, I'll say the first act they of it when the they started to introduce you to Wakanda. Of African because they'd never seen Wakanda. Yeah. They had to see what, like, what it was like. It was right. like a perfect blend of like the future and, and they're Af- still incorporating still, the past. Still of but you don't see that with Africa, though. Not not too much. A- Africa is considered um, technologically poor, inferior to the rest of the world. A poor country that most exactly. people just look most, over. Most, if you think Africa, yeah, villagers throwing a spear, chasing yeah. lions out, and with, Black Panther was showing it. No. Technology. Yeah, but it was kind of like the same thing they did with Shang-Chi. It was a world that was basically hidden from the world that nobody knew about. They literally described like that uh, Tang Lao, whatever it was. Six they said man. that they don't say that's a different part of the earth. They say it's another universe. They literally said that in the movie. So it's not technically real to anybody else but the them. Uh, uh, it, it, it's saying. like they separated themselves just like Wakanda did. It's a lot easier to get into Wakanda, go figure. Right. But I, to get saying, to there, I brought up a word called context. Yes. Before, at the beginning of this show. And uh, going in, I, I tried to just put it to the background, but I couldn't help but witness it. Marvel is the biggest 
and most popular and most profitable movie studio on the face of the planet right now. Agreed. So Hollywood or any other movie studio with throughout the world is envious of Marvel and they wish they could have the same financial success with Marvel. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants their own franchise they can build some shared universe with. And that's the envy of the movie-going world. China has recently surpassed the United States as far as the biggest movie-going nation on Earth. Uh, for, for the past 100 years, United States has always generated more money from paying audiences going to see the movies out in the theater mm-hmm. than any other country on the face of the Earth. So most, We're the benchmark for the most yeah. part. Yeah, We are. China surpassed that. So if you want to Google what's the highest grossing movie worldwide in 2020 or 2021, it's going to be some China movie you've never heard of. That <coughs> movie won't even get released in the United States. But this movie just happened to gross $400, $500 million in China alone. So with that in mind, I walked into Shang-Chi saying, oh, okay, we got the biggest movie studio making a character with the ethnicity of the biggest movie buying public on earth during the COVID-19 era where most people are avoiding the movie theaters at record numbers. I'm looking forward to something special. And for me that it was just a middle of the road Marvel movie, I was slightly disappointed for that. But I will say that there was a lot of good stuff and there was more good than bad. Mm -hmm. So that just shows how good of a studio Marvel is for for me to have those many criticisms coming out of Shang-Chi and still saying it's a it's a decent movie, I really felt I was a little bit too harsh coming out of that that first theater with you guys. That I first don't know. That, that was a slaughter when you walked and out. I, I, was like, yeah, I was going hard on that movie. You, you was, killed yeah. that but so that bad. Th- I was like, man, back off, man. Shit, he had enough. God damn. But that third act, and, I'm sh- and Sean even mentioned he heard me rolling my ass off throughout most of the movie. I'm sure I took him off. I'm sure I took him yeah. off, Sean. Like, were the dragons way over the top? Yes. Way over the top. It looked way too goofy and see. It really looked like I was looking at a video game. Yeah. At some point. It was like, all right, I don't know how. Then again, I was like, what what, what was I expecting for them to make like a real dragon? Yeah. Like, like, seriously. I didn't expect a dragon at all. I thought it was just going to be. Like, if we can buy into like an Ant-Man and Doctor Strange and all that weird shit, the majestic shit that's going on there, we can buy into this magic shit. Yes. Like, it's not that far-fetched if you think about what the context of their universe is as far as just Marvel, that thing. Now, as far as, like, a real world, when you're doing, like, uh, movies like that, we put in dragons and shit like that, it, it looked it looked bad. It, it looked did. Bad. It did. And Mar- I, I really think Marvel at this point is above that. It, it's, a, it's above that. You Maybe. should You should want to – you want some of that Chinese money. And I, I can imagine a lot of the Chinese culture – being somewhat offended that maybe I'm wrong, yeah. but I, I don't know how they feel about it. I even they might actually like it. They might celebrate like, that. We, we talked about the CGI rhinos at the end of Black Panther. I wasn't a big fan of that. Oh, the fight I, scene in the tunnel it, or the cave or whatever. Um, because that was one of the worst scenes I think I've seen in a Marvel movie where um, Killmonger and um, you talking about when they fell down in that little train? Yeah, thing? man, their yeah. suits just looked too damn ridiculous. It was overly yeah. CGI. It was too damn dark. You can barely tell like like where the suit ends and where the the cave begins. It was it was a little bit too. I, I hear yeah. you. And I didn't need to see the rhinos coming out the ground. Yeah, I, I didn't see that. But I can imagine pandering. Yeah, rhinos. Exactly. Yeah, I can imagine Asian audiences being somewhat offended of seeing CGI dragons flying through the air. Yeah, did it. Th- at All right, the, that's where I was kind of with. It felt like they was making a mockery 
of Asian culture. But what, with the what, dragons what, and shit like that. that be it was. the case if they got Asian, a predominantly Asian cast, though. They, they did. Yeah. Yeah. So more so, props I mean, to Marvel for yeah. that. Like, it's not like they put all white folks and black folks in this they, movie. But and even they, it, and they, then, they, then, I, then I can see them being mad. But at, they, remember the yeah. guy with one arm with the spike yeah. and said, okay, white audience, here's your white guy to relate to. So don't think this is all Asian. Here's this big ass white guy that you guys can relate to. Of course, they he got a up, fucking Russian. <laughs> yeah, yeah he ends up joining. Russians are always bad. Wasn't uh, he the guy that fought um, uh, Michael B. Jordan in Creed too? He might was be. He's a big guy? ass dude. Yeah, yeah. That he, like was a, he was. He was Drago's son. Uh, okay, Drago's. Oh. He was. He was a big. The, news to me. He, he was, was a Russian that fought him in a uh, okay. um, Creed too. He did too. look like him. He is because I knew like he him. looked fucking familiar. I had to look up his name. I was like, ah, oh, you motherfuckers, you got me. All right, all right. <laughs> I didn't notice. Yeah, that. but of course they got a big Russian as a bad guy. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Always, always. What's the China movie? Welcome to World War Three. All right, here yeah. we are. <laughs> yeah, but it, overall, did it throw me off at the end with the dragons and stuff? Yes. But then again, I was trying to come in with a clean slate because I don't know much about this guy and his story. Change Maybe it makes total sense mm-hmm. if there's like dragons and shit in there. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe yeah. I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to downplay it because what Marvel does with their uh, universe. So you think about how diverse it is with like vampires and like wizards yeah. and fucking ants and wasps and. Iron Man, and then you go into space with Thor, and then you got Hulk, and all. But we touched on the subject earlier, where if you have access to the internet, you should know whatever you you should know whatever going into that. So we talked about Candyman and saying, hey, if you walk into this new Candyman in today's age, you should at least know with the internet that there is a Candyman that came before this. I'm putting that with the Marvel universe because that's a big part of that, and Marvel has done a good job. Of subverting your expectations while still satisfying those people who know absolutely everything about the backstory walking into the theater. So, just like I I, uh, so I yeah. talked I talked about Candy <coughs> that newest Candyman. I'm glad I avoided spoilers walking into that because I didn't realize Tony Todd was walking in was going to be make an appearance that new Candyman. Mm-hmm. I based my experience off that original Candyman based off what the trailer showed me, and I usually do my research after I see the movie. Yes. So uh, I don't I don't need to know everything about a character or the backstory or what the storyline is going into a movie and expect the movie to just replay what I already know. Yeah. I, and Marvel's done a good job of that through looking at these 25 or so movies that they've made during this MCU era. They, mm-hmm. know, they know that we live in the age of internet where all it takes is Google or, or internet access to read the backstory on what this storyline's supposed to be, mm-hmm. and they place little subtle hints that play nod to that while still creating their own storyline. Because that's you, where they're they're very unique, because the way that they're doing it now, they're blending old stories in with new stories. That's why a lot of people kind of have to look at the old Spider-Man movies now because they're having the multiverse thing yes. happen where they're bringing yes. back old Spider-Man. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You can't say you don't fucking know about them because you have you kind of have to watch it to get why that is a really big fucking deal that yeah. they're they're meshing all three of those Spider-Mans into one movie. That's why a lot of people didn't get excited when they saw Dr. Octavius. I was very excited. I was pumped Spider-Man when I first two, saw that because Spider-Man I still think... Spider-Man 2 is in the Hall of Fame for comic book movies. It's one of my top three comic don't blame movies me, of yeah. all time. I, is, I, Spider-Man 2 with Dr. Octavius... Is a groundbreaking motion picture. Yeah, yeah, and they'll even have to go back and watch that bullshit Amazing Spider-Man with Electro and 
Awful. The, Awful. It, it, it was, Andrew Garfield's really Spider-Man movies are terrible. <laughs> he was a good Spider-Man, but no, his movie not. was no, trash. Not. No, no, he's not. I did like him. He was a little bit more charismatic yeah, than I thought he was. He's mm-hmm. a stalking. No, because the first Tobey Maguire was too much of a fucking dork. He was so soft. At least Andrew yeah. Garfield had like a little bit more personality. Yeah. He was still a dork, but he wasn't like awkward all the fucking time where you just kind of like roll that's, your eyes every that, time. But that's the Spider-Man I know. He's not supposed to be the cool well, guy. He ain't dancing he, in my black suit outside of a theater. We're like, not talking about Spider-Man 3. Exactly. See? We're not talking like Spider-Man as a young teenager. He's spo- yeah. As like actual Spider-Man yeah. or like Peter Parker? Peter Parker. Because I kind of separate those two. Like who was a better Peter Parker as opposed to who was a better like a Spider-Man? Well, that goes back to the whole Ben Affleck Batman. Ben Affleck uh, was a good Batman, but Andrew somebody Garf- was a better Bruce Andrew Wayne. Garf- yeah. Andrew Garfield... Uh, he was a better Peter Parker. He's a good. He, he's not. That's not. Andrew Garfield is a good actor, and he had great chemistry with that red, Emma Stone, the redhead girl in that. Mm. That's mm. not Peter Parker. He's a skateboarding, stalking douchebag. Damn. He, that's, that's not the Peter Parker I know. I want Damn. the socially awkward, dealing with with high school test right sneaking yeah. out of the house really like an old girl grandma. but scared to talk to yes, her yeah. i don't i don't need some yeah. stalking douchebag and i like it you talk you, you you've heard my love of the social network on this podcast so it's not andrew goldfield it's andrew garfield sorry I hated that version of peter parker that's not the real pretty i don't like the ben affleck batman who print the world's great <laughs> The reason Greatest I love detective, yeah. The the Ben Affleck Batman, he bases his decisions off bad dreams. He, oh, I had a nightmare. <laughs> That's why I'm gonna yeah. Uh, yeah, Superman's a bad guy. I had a nightmare. Uh, Superman tore down this building. I'm not the that's all I'm basing my decisions on because I saw the news and Superman tore down a building. I'm not. I'm not gonna. Det- I'm not gonna use my detective skills at work and say, "All right, you're gonna save the world, Superman." All right, that ain't fair. It is. No, I, I, because Iron Man built Ultron based off a fucking nightmare. He did the exact same fucking thing. He he based his decision off a nightmare. No, but that he, Wandavision gave him. That's all it was. Not, no, that's not true. That's yeah, not true. Tron, am he, I missing that? He literally had like a vision that Wanda put in his head, and then he changed that the Iron Man flew a uh, uh, an alien weapon up into a wormhole. And came back mentally disturbed. <laughs> True. Yeah, and that was before he decided to build. He was building Ultron before that nightmare got put in his brain. Yeah, but that was a final, like, step. It, am I missing that? Didn't Wanda, like, mess with his head he when did. he was, like... Yeah, and then he, he ended up doing yeah. Ultron, Ultron was based a, off a nightmare. That's what he saw, like, all his Ultron, friends. Ultron, Ultron. Everybody dead and that little vision that he had. Like, all his friends are dead and he was the only one that was alive. That's what drove him to go further with his technology and make Ultron, which is going to be, like, the protector for the world. That was literally based off a nightmare that uh, uh, Wanda gave to him. So so they did it better, but Batman did it worse. They did the same thing, but that's how one go bad. I have to watch Age of Ultron. I I was on. It's not like one of the best Marvel movies in my opinion, but it gives you like a lot of hints on other stuff. Yeah, he literally made Ultron based off a nightmare that Wanda gave him when they were raiding that uh, facility. Okay. So that's exactly what happened when you can do something good with a nightmare as opposed to what Batman did is. It, it still didn't make sense. Every time I watch it, I'm like, man, this this is dumb as fuck, man. <laughs> Zack Snyder is really shitting the bed on this one, but I had to give him like a I pass. Blame, I blame Warner Brothers more so than Zack Snyder. Yeah, yeah. yeah probably. They but wanted to catch up to Marvel far too fast. Yeah, yeah but Zack Snyder didn't have to behind. shoot it. 
He didn't yeah. have to shoot it. He could have just taken that shit out. Like, hey, the camera, the camera broke today, dog. I hear you. <laughs> yeah, it's all his own. They all ends on him, it, right? It, it usually falls on the director, but yeah. they drove a dump truck full of money to his front door and said, make whatever we tell you to make. Yeah. So they tried catch to catch up to up, Marvel. And then they tripped on lap two. Yeah. They tripped on yeah. their own face, yes. Yeah, they, they, they hit face. Mar- uh, Zack Snyder's far more of a talented director than what I've seen during that. So I'm, I'm blaming Warner Brothers and the Marvel success more so than Zack Snyder, the man behind 300 and Dawn of the Dead, uh, just who has a visual style that I recognize instantly that was mm-hmm. completely absent from Batman vs Superman. But we'll stay on topic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We get back to Shane Chi. Another thing that I did like as far as like um, them like blending in other storylines, there's other uh, things that I saw in there that I didn't initially catch the first time. I was wrong initially when I came out to y'all and I said. That's not abomination. He looks nothing like abomination he did. because he visually did. he looked it. He looked different. Yeah, they did something with his face, but actually that is abomination because because Wong called him by his name Emil. That was a guy's name that turned into abomination who was a soldier from the Hulk movie. That was his name Emil something or other. Check nice. him off or something. Very nice. So that really was abomination. That yeah. really was Wong breaking him out of the RAF facility because he was in prison on the RAF. Huh. Now all those bad guys have to be there because that's how they make the Thunderbolts. Which has like uh, abomination, uh, Zemo. Um, uh, what's the one guy, uh, John Walker, the um, agent? Oh, uh, agent, uh, U.S. agent, U.S. agent. Yeah. Like th- th- that's where they're all like hanging out at, like okay. at, at the real at tight. that at that rap. Real so tight. that okay. that really was abomination, and I thought it was kind of weird that Wong's breaking them out just so they can fight on the weekends, like some <clears> fucking <throat> Fight Club, whatever. And another thing I <laughs> saw was they had one of the Black Widows in one of those rooms. Uh, fighting when they was going through that little uh, fight uh, club thing. Yeah, they had one of the Black Widows that was literally just in the Black Widow movie, and they had one of the bad guys from Iron Man three, who had like that um, that heat thing where they got really hot and they could shoot fire at him. You know, Iron Man three. Yeah, I remember that. But I didn't he was see like that. one of those uh, white guys that was da- that was uh, fighting the Black Widow. I saw That's that. Pretty awesome. Yeah, I, I gotta go back and watch. I, didn't that. That yeah, I, didn't I know. That. I really had to. I had to watch it in because somebody told me that they mm-hmm. had like a Black Widow in there. And they had, what like, I what I was caught up on was that we saw. Banner as Banner and not as Hulk anymore. Yes. Yeah. That was very nice. fucking weird. Yeah. Nice. He wasn't the the super geeked up Hulk that we didn't like because we want to see Hulk smash, not Hulk read books. Yeah. And, I'm, I'm yeah, going to lie. Yeah, I, did, I, did. I didn't like that. I did not yeah. like that at all because I yeah. want to see how he became that. Right, right. I didn't want to see him like that. I want to see Hulk. He still had his arm in the he, sling and he everything. He had to get yeah. his revenge on Thanos or something. You know what I mean? Like Thanos whooped his ass in the first uh, end game. Or was the end game? What's the first one he fought Thanos? He got knocked oh, Infinity out. Infinity War. Infinity yes. War. He never got his revenge, you know what I mean? Hold on, hold on, He got his ass whooped, man. Just take that ass whooping and walk off. Banner was in this Shang-Chi movie. I showed up 10 minutes later. I don't remember. He was at the end. He was at the end credit. Yeah, he was in the end credit. Where Wong was looking at the rings. He was like analyzing it and it had a Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel was him and Captain Marvel. Okay, okay. That's right, that's right. Yeah, because the final end scene scene was like her taking over the 10 rings. Yeah, yeah, but he wasn't. As the Hulk anymore, he was his That's just right. banner. Yeah. Okay, I forgot about that. That, scene. that was very weird, but yeah. I, I'll have to figure it out later because I hate when they just threw shit at in there. Right. And I was like, okay, fucking banner is back to yeah. normal now. How do you do that? Right. Why is his arm still I fucked up? About the end credit scene. Uh, good pointer. Good pointer on that. Yeah, but overall, all right. What would you give it? Like, if you gave it a grade, right now it's three out of five. Not bad. I, I'm I, uh, seven out of ten. I'll give it a three. It was good. I was going to give it three brownie points for me. I I expect uh, a lot more. Three, just right in the middle. Uh, Because I'm always curious on how people, like, I would give it mm, 3.7, 3.8, somewhere around there. All right. So, because 
because I watch it over and over again, it was still good. But like you said, every time I watch it, this is how you ruin movies for me, Ryan. Every <laughs> time you bring up something, uh, something bad, point. it gets stuck that's in my head. That's not my point. That's not. I'm looking at that point. dragon. I'm like, oh god damn, that's an ugly ass uh, dragon. Oh, it was bad. It, it was, I, I, I would have liked the hand to hand scene for the finale, especially when you showed what his dad could do with the ten rings. I would have enjoyed that more than CGI flying dragons. Yeah, yeah but I, I like saw, where it's going because yeah. they said the ten rings that the, those ten rings make him. Immortal, pretty much. Yeah, because he lived forever, we saw, right? We saw yeah, that yeah. in the restaurant. I liked yeah. him just throwing guys through windows and tables. Mm. I, I, enjoy, I would have enjoyed it. Yeah, the worst thing about that movie was literally, like, the dragons and Aquafina. I, I thought I was going to get past it, but no, she, <laughs> she annoys the shit yeah. out of me. Um, I didn't have It wasn't believable. That was far yeah. more distracting. Like, she right. learned how to shoot a bow and arrow in a day, and all of a sudden she and could they, hit a dragon. Did they have, like, throat. a love interest, or they were just friends? It seemed not. like they had a little bit of a love interest. No, there. no. Yeah. Ain't mm. nobody falling in love with her. I know. They uh, could have picked a better actress than he's that. He's banging but, her on the side. Yeah, Aquafina's yeah. not the most desirable uh, chick in the world. Like, Big ass teeth, yeah, man, looking like chiclets. Yeah, uh, her voice annoying. She sounds like she smokes. Yeah, her nose is stuffed up or something. But anyway. They say she's a comedian. I don't see nothing. I thought she was a rapper, wasn't she? Aquafina has a good rapper name. Wait, what? I thought she was a rapper. I think I could be wrong. I ain't heard one damn song. Uh, no. she, she, she's a she's a popular uh, celebrity. Mm. More, I, don't, I don't know if she like a, I don't know what she does. I think she has a TV show. That's all I know. She has a TV show. Well, she can't be making Asian Americans happy with her performances <laughs> because she is oh, terrible. Yeah. Ima- imagine the biggest movie consuming industry in the world seeing. She was the, in Crazy Rich Asians, wasn't she? I you ever seen so. that yeah, movie? Yeah, that show. That was a, and they hated her in that movie. Yeah. Was and that's that a movie about Asians. Was that her in that? Yes. They all said her Korean is fucking horrible. Everybody they bashed did, her. They did hate. Yeah. No, she I'm needs to. Far, she's too Americanized. She needs she's to go sit there. her ass down that, somewhere. That, crazy. That was a pretty good movie. If there was ever a recast that, that had to happen immediately, mm-hmm. it's that. <laughs> <laughs> no. Just take her out or throw the whole fucking series away. Did you, uh, <laughs> you said you got a movie for us to... Because we're giving oh. pretty close on time. Oh, we are. Okay. Yeah, that's, yeah. It, that's it with Ryan. I want to hear what you got recommended for us, man. Um, you, you'll be the hidden gem this week. I'm honored. Yeah. And keep up the great work, guys. I, I love listening to the show. My week is not complete without Cinemax Advance. Thank you guys so much for having <laughs> we, me We here. appreciate yeah. it. You guys are doing great work. Like to hear um, that. You guys have brought up uh, Quentin Tarantino and an actor by the name of Gary Oldman. Yes. Uh, on recent episodes. Yeah, I, I think I heard of him. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you've heard about that little known filmmaker called Quentin Tarantino? I, I heard of him. He's I heard a, him. Yeah. Not, not a big deal at all. Yeah, but, yeah I've uh, seen a couple of his movies. It's cool. Yeah. He, uh, he broke into the industry by selling two scripts in Hollywood that got made by two other directors. One was a Woody Harrelson movie called True Romance, or uh, Natural Born Killers. And the other uh-huh. one. Is the movie I'm going to talk about, which I spoiled already with my drunk ass coming on here. True Romance. It's an ultimate classic. A it is a movie very with Christian movie. Slater and uh, Patricia Arquette as the two main actors. Yeah, but Dennis Hopper in it, didn't it? It did. Now, the reason I have, have a piece of paper here, because True Romance was a movie that my mom's sister, my aunt, said was her favorite movie besides The Godfather 2, and that's how I was introduced to it. And it blew me away. This is a movie that showed she me. She ranks True Romance as number two on her list? Yes. Outside of, and so does Jay-Z, actually. That's that's why <laughs> I actually, uh, mm. I, I couldn't believe that Jay-Z and Jay-Z my aunt. Jay-Z seen True Romance? Yes. <laughs> Keep in mind, he, he says he's more of a drug dealer than a rapper. Jay-Z, that's what he says. I'm just a hustler. Rap is just a recent hustle. I make most of my money off selling drugs. And this movie is about some guy from Detroit who robs a drug dealer who was Gary Oldman. 
And since you guys brought Quentin Tarantino and Gary Oldman, it brung them, it brought to mind a movie that I want to think is underappreciated, but is an ultimate classic. It's called True Romance, written by Quentin Tarantino, directed by Tony Scott, um, who's claim to fame is Man on Fire with uh, Denzel Washington. But his brother has a better filmography. Ridley Scott is uh, Tony Scott's brother. Yeah, we but, all know who that is. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I heard of him. Yeah, he's, he's cool. I think uh, you said, is, who did you say was in this, Tommy? Oh, uh, Dennis Hopper was in it. Dennis Hopper. Uh, Michael Rappaport was in it. Brad he, Pitt was in Brad it. Brad Pitt's in there. Keep going. Samuel Jackson was in it. Yeah, Samuel he's Jackson. In every movie I haven't seen it in a long time. <laughs> Sean brought up a great documentary called uh, Val. Val, yeah. With Val I, Kimmer. I still yeah, can't Val. bring myself to watch it, man, because after watching that Patrice O'Neill one, it drains me. Just yeah, to see Val Kimmer like is sad to watch like that, man. It's sad to see him like that. You never see his face, but... Val Kimmer plays Elvis in True Romance, and you never see his face. Yeah, really? I didn't yes. see that. Yeah, I never yeah. Knew you that. never see Val. You never see Elvis's face because that's a figment of the main character's imagination. But Val Kimmer is Elvis in this. I did not know that. Uh, the lead actor on one of my favorite shows, Sopranos, James Gandolfini, is in this movie, and uh, another actor besides James Gandolfini who died a few years ago, Tom Sizemore. I'm sure he was uh, Tom Hanks' right hand man in Saving Private Ryan. You've seen Tom Size more than a lot. And we're forgetting Christopher Walken was in there. Christopher Walken, mm-hmm. oh, yes. <laughs> one of the best scenes. Holy uh, shit. All right, I'm ashamed of myself. No, I forgot he was in yes, it. Yes, that's my man. Christopher Walken and Dennis Hopper have one of the yeah. best scenes in movie history in there. But I just really think this is a, it, not only is it a great, entertaining movie that holds up the test of time, but I really think. If you want to actually have an inside peek of how the movie industry works, you can look at this because you see a lot of actors in this before they made it big. Mm-hmm. You see filmmakers in this before they made it big. And you see the, the entire spectrum of the creative process. And uh, I really think most of the times it turns out bad because I've talked to Sean plenty of times about my dislike of that Will Smith superhero movie. Uh, where he was, a, where he was a drunken uh, guy. Oh, you don't like Hancock? Yeah, Hancock, yeah, hated Hancock. Yeah. Damn, damn, that was a script that was sold in the early '90s, and we didn't get to see it until the mid 2000s. That's and a damn shame because I thought the same took- thing about uh, the little things. <laughs> <laughs> so you, just little things. They got the Denzel twenty years later. Oh man! <laughs> oh, this, yeah, I, 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 yeah I, that's what it felt like. That wasn't nineties. Little things felt like a nineties. It did. But you guys have both shown your love for Gary Oldman on this, and I was, I was, love hope, I was hoping you guys would bring up True Romance. I completely uh, blanked on mind. True Romance. That's what, that yeah, was me. I, I, oh man, that was so long ago. Oh, but oh. I mean, so was Bram Stoker's Dracula and all that too. Though, so. I hear you. And, and to be he, fair, True Romance don't seem like a movie that you would probably watch either. Yeah, but, but I seen bits and pieces. But Bram yeah. Stoker, that was a box office hit. Yeah, that, that made money. True Romance was under the, that was that was considered kind of a financial disappointment at the yeah, time. Yeah. That's what you consider kind of a cult classic. It's got yeah. its fan base, but didn't make money at the time. And you brought up even the movie The Professional. Yeah, yeah one of my favorite movies yeah. with Gary Oldman is bad guy. Gary Oldman's probably in True Romance for twenty minutes, and. It's freaking awesome. I really think that all these side characters during True Romance, when it's their scene in the movie, they feel like main characters and and they dominate the movie. You're never feeling like, oh, let's get back to the main storyline. Yeah. Everybody gets a chance to shine in True Romance. I can't recommend this movie enough. All right. Oh, please. Check if, that yeah, out. If you're a fan of Quentin Tarantino, 
or any of the actors we named, Samuel Jackson, Christopher Walken, Dennis Hopper, Gary Oldman, you owe it to yourself to see the 1993 movie True Romance. Right. I'm pretty sure classic. it's on Hulu for all yeah, these streaming devices. Oh, places, so. that, that, that's a classic. Uh, that's a classic. All right, cool. man, this, this, this is exactly how I want. All right, Ryan, you, you made your points. It was very valid. I might have been a little bit emotional defending Shang-Chi for- just a little bit outside that theater. But I was like, did I get a chance to even show why I was slightly disappointed? Did I, was no, it, like I said, was you had a lot of value. Articulate why I was disappointed. No, you had a lot of valid points. All right, the best metaphor I can give to you about that is, like you, like when your mom whoops your ass for doing something dumb, but you feel like she went a little bit too far, <laughs> like she draw too much blood on you. Like, mom, I right, damn, I'm a, I'm gonna turn off the light. I bet my dad did that, but. I understand your point. No, man, that. you had valid points, but I feel like you just went over the top with it. I was like, yeah, man, all right, yeah. the dragons weren't that goddamn bad. Like, shit. <laughs> right. and, and we, I, I brought the word context. I, you, mm-hmm. you probably smelled the liquor on my breath when I sat next to the movie theater. <laughs> and I showed up 20 minutes late on top of that. You didn't miss so anything. Life was kicking my ass before then. So this was my escape. That's why we and go it, to the and movies. It, and it didn't meet those expectations. That's So that... If I was having a great week, I probably would have been a little more lenient on that. And I will, based on Sean and Tommy's review, absolutely give Shang-Chi a second chance. I might even see it again before it leaves the theaters. But life was kicking my ass before I walked into that theater <laughs> 20 minutes late. So I expect that escape. Yeah. And the fact that I was slightly disappointed, I was a little harsh walking out. But those that first hour... I was having a great time. Yeah, the first was, hour was, was fun. It was. Really it was. It took a big time. left turn for me, though. So yeah. Absolutely. Uh, mm-hmm. So I try not to judge too harshly because sometimes we can't get spoiled with Marvel. Right. Always knocking it out the fucking park with yeah. us. So, yeah, just I do what Sean says all the time. I always have to think of this. Lower your yeah, expectations yes. before you get into the movie, yes. before you hype it up too much and right. they let you down. Yeah, so, because I do that a lot. I get in there, well, oh, my God. Like Godzilla, when it first came out, we were so hyped. The guy in there was like, what the hell do we just I was just hyped watch? at Mortal Kombat. I, I know. We were was hyping. Thinking. Conjuring hype. I was so hyped. And I am. I, I, the one. The last the third movie that conjuring. I am hype about this year is Halloween Kills. Oh, man. I am very hype about My that. My man, I'm Mike Myers excited. coming back. But I'm So, I, yeah, obviously, we're all going to go. Right. So, well, yeah. Yeah, so, we'll be ready whatever. for that. That'll be a so Halloween that, special. So. No, that that is the last movie I'm going to be hype about because I wasn't hype about Candyman. I think that's why it caught me off so guard. I, I lowered my expectations. I lowered my expectations for Candyman just because no. I was kind of nervous. And like so. I said, it made it even better when they connected to the first one by him being the baby. That yeah, that was super dope. That was a great fucking twist that a lot of people didn't even catch that shit. I didn't catch it until because, uh, until they said it. I'm like, oh, that's, that's how I know it. a lot of people who hasn't seen the first one. Mm-hmm. They had no idea how important oh, that was right, when she right. was telling him, like, yeah, you were put the his, baby. Put his blood in his mouth. He, he like, yes, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, so, so yeah. that makes a little but, bit more sense. But why would they wait so long? That was another question. Yeah, I had, like, just didn't have. The why was there such a big gap between what happened to him as a baby and then him getting stung well, by the, that? The beating amount of years would make sense because he's definitely in his thirties in the movie. You know what I mean? So I also just want to point this out. I'm talking about Candyman. Me and Sean went and saw The Force Awakens, the sequel to the original trilogy, and me and Sean are Star Wars fanatics. Uh-huh. We both had a great time. Yeah. Two days later, that same weekend, I went and saw that movie somebody who's never seen a Star Wars movie in her life. That's she a wa- bad start. She walked out of that saying, so who is Darth Vader? <laughs> oh, but God. she enjoyed the hell out of that I have movie. a friend who said you, you, Blade you, you, was boring. And we're still friends. I'm, still, no, I'm thinking about cutting no, her off. Right? Yeah, cut her off. I think about Fuck cutting her, her off. Yeah, yeah. Cut her off. She looked good too. Wait, she got a blade. Gr- she the first blade. I, no, I had no, tears no, in my no, eyes. No. 
I had tears in my eyes. I, I didn't want no no sexual time with her. I was kind of hurt. Like maybe man. she was watching the Blade show. I Cutting. was sitting there. She was like, "I'm like, what do you think about this? You like it? Like this is boring." I was like, "Oh no, you gotta go. You what? gotta go. Yeah, boring." Yeah. This dude was pushing people's heads to the ceiling in the first know, 15 minutes. Still, you zip, you zip your pants up yes. and kick them out. Like, you go. Yeah, I, I put my pajamas on and went to bed. Oh, it was just good shit. choice. Good choice. You don't like Blade 1 or 2, skip you. Right, right. Like, like you are not getting in this for me tonight. Yeah. Like, I, I, uh, I am nope. cutting you off, lady. Nope. Yeah, I couldn't believe that. Some people just don't have the, you know, the aptitude like we do, you know what I mean? But, but you ask it. The general movie going on shouldn't have that. Most right. people aren't don't know cinematic history. Walk. Most people are just general movie goers. Yeah. Oh, I saw this TV commercial. That movie was good. Yeah. Let's spend our weekend. Get two hours and spend. Most people don't know who directed it. No, they just here it, to have a good time. Produced so. it. That's for us, like yeah. the two exactly. fans. I right. I do think you have to you you have to please that audience as yeah. well. Right, it shouldn't right. be all about them, but you should be able to. I really think the best movies please the diehard Cinemax of Once, Tommy Sean, mm-hmm. and the casual moviegoer, Joe Blow. That's good artistry. All right. Yeah. All right. So that was, that's going to wrap up uh, another episode for us, Cinemax of Once. I want to thank Ryan for. Uh, Showing up and talking to us about I'm these movies, I'm, I'm man. It's, it's an honor. You it's always good. Work. You are a fan favorite. Uh-huh. People love your opinions, whether good or bad. Right. But yeah, you are you are a voice of reason. Always for, a good time, man. For a lot of this stuff, yeah. so yeah. you 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 kind of talk an me opinion. into just an opinion. That's all. You, know, you, no you can base valid, it on facts. no more valid than your guys. You yeah. can base it on facts sometimes, and there's some history behind a lot of this stuff that we talk about because. Yeah, there are some movies out there that, for whatever reason, I, I'm just not going to like because I think it does dumb shit, too. I'm glad y'all didn't hate on my true romance, at least. <laughs> no. And, no. And thank you for giving me the time to talk about that. I've no. been waiting. If you don't like I've true been waiting, romance. I've been waiting two months to talk about that movie. God bless y'all. Yeah. What the hell Tommy you been doing in two months, man? What do you think about true romance? <laughs> 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 Sean brought up uh, Gary Oldman yes. in a professional. I, like I was Gary like, Oldman, okay. Man. And I've been on the special episodes. I'm glad I got a chance to join you guys on the stand-up All right. format. All right. Ooh, I appreciate, appreciate you, man. We always appreciate you coming I, you in. Guys, so. You guys Thank are you. awesome. All right. All right. That's going to wrap up another episode of Cinemax <laughs> Avance. All right. Sorry, man. The joker laugh, man. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> romance is not a part of my life. Yeah. No, no, yeah. Two months, dog. For yeah. real. Like, let's, take a walk, man. Read a book. <laughs> Shit, man. Do something. Real All right. Real right. talk, Tommy. Real talk. All right. All right, man. That's going to conclude the episode for us, man. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Have a good night. All right, good night. Love y'all. Now that it seems like everybody fucking with what we doing over here. Over here. Let me see everybody do it again. Clap, 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 clap. Let's go. Let's go.